This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so happy you're here. So before I introduce today's guest, I want to share with you my four simple tips on self-love. You see, so many people are looking for love, and what they do not realize is that they need to learn to love themselves first in order to have a healthy, loving relationship with someone else or their soulmate. In a Psychology Today article by April Eldemeyer stated that more self-love will attract healthier relationships. So tip number one is forgive yourself and others. When you are holding on to bitterness for someone else or for yourself, forgiveness is essential. Remember, forgiveness is letting go of the bitterness so you are free to love instead. Tip number two, stop comparing yourself. So often we compare ourselves to others wishing we had someone else's looks, their money, their relationship, the car, the house. But when you compare yourself to someone else, all you're doing is reinforcing that you're not good enough and you are good enough. Tip number three, stop criticizing yourself. That critical voice in your head is sabotaging any chance to love yourself and to love someone else. Instead, talk to yourself like you are talking to a child that is upset, being gentle and compassionate. And lastly, tip number four, accept yourself. You need to work on accepting yourself exactly the way you are. Understand and know that you are perfect. So if you'd like to learn more about me, you can visit my website at www.sandyscarlotta.com. So thank you so much for listening today, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Today's guest is Andrea Mack. She is a certified life coach, and I love what she says on her website, which is, life is the only marathon you don't get to train for. So today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Yesterday was Andrea's birthday. So happy birthday, Andrea. I hope it was an amazing day. And folks, you're going to love this episode. Andrea has so much wisdom to share with everyone, so you don't want to miss it. Andrea, hello. I'm so excited to be talking to you today. Finally. Sandy, I am thrilled to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, we were, we connected, what, like April or March yes. of 2021? Yep, absolutely. Right? So, but like we, we were just chatting before, everything happens when it's supposed to happen, when it's meant to be. A hundred percent, I agree. All right. So you have a really amazing story about your life and I've only heard, you know, seen snippets of it here and there, but I want you to tell your story because I think it's really inspiring. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, you know, my life has been, it's been amazing. And I can say that it's been amazing because everything that has happened to me has been, was supposed to happen, right? You were talking about the universe and divine and, you know, whatever it is that you draw from, you know, as a very little girl, things were... Things appeared to be okay or fine. Uh, You know, I looked happy on the outside, uh, but on the inside, there were definitely, there was definitely some turmoil. 
And, uh, you know, I have a story that is mixed with sexual assault, incest, physical abuse, emotional abuse, domestic violence, alcoholism, drug addiction, homelessness. And it started when I was a very little girl. And so at an early age, I learned how to look okay and be fine and present as if all was right with the world because what was done at home stayed at home. And, uh, and so I learned how to cover up and mask the hurt and, and just always be fine. And now at the age of 52, I am, I'm living out loud. You know, my name is Andrea Mack for a reason. That was the name that my parents gave me February 13th, 1969. And I've been married twice. I have a wonderful husband now and two adult children. But it took me a long time to get here. I was always trying to fit in, be something else, be smarter, be thinner, be prettier, be funnier. And that journey came in many, many forms. Like I said, you know, I was a I went to college, I was a corporate baby, I entered corporate America at a very young age, 20, 21, and I burnt out there. Uh, I was on Wall Street for a while, studying for my Series 7, and that almost killed me, literally, it almost mm. killed me, trying to keep up and being on the subway and, and the rush and the rush and, you know, breaking into a man's world at that time. And uh, just wanting to fit in, you know, as a woman of color, I was really one of the only ones that looked like me back then. Right. And so I was always trying to just kind of melt, just kind of meld in and not identify, not be authentic to myself. I'm going to put it that way. I was not true to who I was. And I remember being on the subway and just saying, I want to die. I just want to die. And mm. I gave my notice five days before Christmas bonuses came out because as much as I wanted to die, I guess there was a flicker somewhere that wanted to live. And I remember going back to my apartment on the Upper East Side and I packed up everything I had <laughs> and I went to a really, really beautiful place on Long Island. And at the time it was a paradise. And my behaviors and my alcoholism and my addiction really, really took root there and really started there. And I turned one of the most beautiful places in the world into a living nightmare. It was just a nightmare. And uh, still just burying all the hurt, all the abuse, all the rejection, all the you know, not feeling like I was good enough, not feeling like I fit in anywhere. You know, my father left when I was a very, very little girl. And, you know, what that does to you, what that did to me internally, it broke me. It made me feel like, what did I do where I wasn't worth you sticking around? You know, I, I didn't have the wherewithal or, or the bandwidth to say, now being a divorced mom myself, you know, I didn't have the, the wherewithal to say it didn't have anything to do with me. It of was course about not. My, it was about my parents. Right. Um, but I was, I was devastated and I was constantly, constantly, constantly trying to find that love. 
in men, in shopping, in jobs, in drugs, in alcohol, in promiscuous behavior. It was just, I lived a life of self-degradation for many, many, many years. And I burned many bridges. And yes, I was, I was definitely victimized on many levels. And I, and I did some hurt of my own, right? This isn't a story of me right. being, you know, such a victim, you know, right. yep. with drugs and alcohol comes lying and stealing and manipulation. And, uh, and I did all of those things. I did mm. all of those things. And, and it was most likely because you had not dealt with the hurt and the, you know, you were shoving it inside, you were masking it. I hadn't dealt with anything. You're hundred percent right. right. I hadn't right. dealt with anything. My way of dealing was getting a high-powered job, putting on the suit, looking great. And when that didn't work, I jumped to something else. I, I changed apartments. I changed boyfriends. I changed locations. I mean, I. it was just, I like to call it a God-shaped hole that I had. And I was just filling it and filling it and filling it and filling it with everything that I could find. And nothing worked until I decided I need to do some work. I need to get down to the nitty gritty because the way I was living wasn't working. I was burning bridges. I was hurting people. I was hurting myself. I was in and out of institutions, detoxes, rehabs, um, halfway houses, you name it. I've been there. I haven't been to prison um, yet. That's a yet, right? If I decide that this wonderful, authentic, fierce life that I'm living now isn't worth it, and I decide I'm going to drink again or use again or return to those old wicked behaviors, prison would be next because it's on the list of things that I had not done. But that's just the yet. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. So what would you say to someone who has had that much abuse and incest that you went through as a child? How would I answer that question? I would tell them, to find someone, find someone that you can share the abuse that has happened to you. And if and when you find a person and you tell them that and they don't believe you, because that will happen, that can happen, keep telling someone, keep telling someone, keep telling someone. Because to add insult to injury on top of the abuse, there will be people that will say, that's not true. You're making mm. that up. Yeah. You're exaggerating. And then what do you do with that? You say, oh my goodness gracious, I've gotten to this point where, I, where I've mustered up enough strength to say, he touched me, she touched me, they touched me. And you have this person, this adult that you trust, that you love, that you respect, that you think will protect you. And they don't. Mm. So now what do you do? Yeah. What yeah. do you do? Yeah, because you, I mean, imagine how that must feel, right? Because it's, it's horrifying. Yeah. It's horrifying. And then do you question yourself? Oh, sure. Because sure. I've heard, you know, people saying, oh, well, that, you know, you're just remembering it wrong or you're, you're making it up. That didn't happen. It was a dream, you know, all sorts of things like that. I've heard people say, and, and it's terrible, right? Especially when you're a young child because yeah. you're so easily manipulated 
Are you sure that really happened? Were you fully awake? Are you sure it wasn't just a hug and, you know, everything, right? And then when you're older, God forbid something happens and you're in a bar or at a club or on a date even, then you're really questioned. Right. Were because you drunk? What did you do to ask for it? Exactly. Yep. What were you wearing? Were you drunk? Were you high? Did you start and then you didn't want to continue? I mean, right. there's just so many different scenarios. Yep. Truly, there and are. And it's, it's really sad because it happens so often. And yeah, it's especially when it's like a celebrity, but we don't even yeah. need to go down that track. Yeah, right? that's, a whole, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We are going to take a quick break from today's interview because I am so excited to tell you about a new program that I've just rolled out. It includes two group coaching calls each month to help you create the lasting happiness you so desire. It's only a $50 a month investment in yourself and you are worth it. So visit www.sandyscarlotta.com slash courses to sign up. I hope you enjoy the rest of today's interview. So, so what, what were the first steps that you took to really own who you are and get your life back on track? I first had to clear my mind of all the booze and drugs. Right. Get sober. I had to get sober, right? There wasn't anything I could do until I could get sober. And once I got sober and I was able to accumulate enough days in a row, I started tackling the other things. Because the abuse is so, so ugly and traumatic that if, I'll keep it on myself, if I wasn't grounded, rooted and grounded in the foundation of my sobriety, it could have easily taken me back to the old behaviors where drinking and drugs were my solution. And today they're not. So first things first, I had to get sober. Yeah. And then I was able to say, you know what? I want to be a little better than this. I, I want to be a little more than sober. And then I started working on those issues and tackling those issues. And not just, look, talk therapy is amazing. I mean, I'm a certified life coach, right? Talk therapy is amazing. But I needed to get down to the root of it. You know, it, it wasn't just, yeah, so my neighbor did this, my uncle did this, you know, my youth pastor did this, or it was, why did I not say something? And when I did say something and I wasn't believed, why didn't I tell someone else? Why did it take so many years for me to finally say, yes, damn it, it did happen. And whether you believe me or not, I'm going to get better and I'm going to find someone to help me get better. And as I got better and stronger and less fearful, and I was able to give these people a name, you know, because so often you hear, oh, my uncle, oh, my nursery teacher, oh, my, no, let's give these people a name, Mike, David, Sally, Tom, Marianne. Because when we give these people, these predators, a name, they're no bigger than I am. Mm. They're now right-sized. 
and I can say, they're not a monster, right? They're not a monster that comes out in the dark or out of the closet and they're 10 feet tall. They're 5'5", five, five. they're 6'2". They're just regular people that are sick and that hurt me. Yeah. And, you know, many times the people that are abusing were abused themselves. There's always that, isn't there? Yeah. There's yeah. always and that. It, and when you, when you step back and you look at that, you know, while what they did is inexcusable, there's, there's also a compassion because what had to happen to them in order for them to be able to do that to somebody else, right? Right, right. And, and it's, hard, it's hard to see that. It's hard to see that, but, but it really is, you know, like everybody starts out as an innocent baby. Exactly. And it's sad. 100%. It's really sad that people, you know, were abused and then they didn't deal with it. And so what they do is they abuse other people. And it's just, it's a vicious cycle that needs to be broken. Agreed. Agreed. And yeah. with the compassion and the understanding, like you, like you talked about, can come forgiveness. I have forgiven every, I've forgiven each and every person out loud by name on paper. Well, I believe that in order to love yourself and find any sort of peace within your heart, forgiveness must take place. I agree with you 100%. Because if, if you're not feeling peace in your heart, there's someone or somebody that you need to forgive. Many times it's ourselves, right? But, uh, right. Right? but, uh, but you know, the forgiveness is huge. It's a huge part of healing. Right. And you said a mouthful when you said uh, that we have to forgive ourselves. Yeah. Right. For so long, I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I just I felt dirty. I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, my gosh, Andrea, are you is this seriously going on? And I just had to say, you know what? You were a child that was out of your control. And when I was an adult and I was drinking and drugging and, and you know, being a floozy and all over the place, I had to forgive myself of that as well. Exactly. Because yeah. I'm not that person anymore. Right. I was that person when I was under the influence, or maybe not even under the influence, not drunk, just riddled, riddled with guilt and shame from the things that did happen to me. And this was my way of dealing with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Wow. You've said so many amazing things. So, so fast forward, here you are today and you're, you know, coming out as Andrea Mack, right? <laughs> Back to where it all started. So talk, yeah. talk, tell us a little bit more about that and, and, and why that was so important to you. You know, for so long, I tried to hide who I was. I wasn't happy with the way I looked. Um, I made up stories about where my, where my father was because he left us at such an early age. And now at 52 years old with two beautiful adult children and a wonderful husband, Yes, I am Andrea Castine, but Andrea Mack is the name that my parents gave me the day that I was born, and I am embracing her. I'm not running away from her. I'm not ashamed of her. I love her. I forgive her. I, I, I forgive the people that hurt and tormented and traumatized her, and I forgive her for all the lying and stealing and manipulating and drinking and drugs. I forgive her. And so in order for me to help and heal the masses, 
as I am and will continue to do, I must be true to myself. Mm, yeah. I must be true to myself. And who I am is Andrea Mack. Oh, I love it. And you know, when I was finishing my book that was released February of 2021, I was going to publish under my maiden name because I too, for many, many years, did not like her. And my maiden name is Sandra Moore. Sandra Lynn Moore, and I was going to publish my book as Sandra Lynn Moore because of the ex everything that you just said, right? Right, right. <laughs> but then I was working with coaches before I was getting ready to publish it, and they're like, but you've been known as Sandy Scarlatta for, for 30 years. And I'm like, I know. So and that's my pen name, and so I'm sticking with it. But in writing it, because I, there was a, I, I removed a lot of it out of my book, in writing that out was so therapeutic for me. And even though I didn't publish under my maiden name, I finally was able to embrace her and love her. Yeah. Oh, Andrea, that's so powerful. So, so what you mentioned that you, you're about to release something big. Can you talk about it? I can just say that what is coming for me, what, what I've arrived at and what I'm going to share is that it will be all about embracing yourself. And it will start with me going public with Andrea Mack. Because like I said, I'm 52 years old and I'm married to Michael Castine. Yeah. So, that's, that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, I certainly, and we'll be on pins and needles waiting to see what this <laughs> is. Cause, but yeah, we don't want to do any spoiler alerts. So. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sandy. I appreciate it. And this is actually... I can say that I'm I'm so honored and so grateful to you because this is actually the first time that I've said out loud, Andrea Mack. Yay! Except to my close three or four that know what's coming. So thank you for allowing me to share that. Well, of that. course. And and it sounds like when this is released, it'll be perfect timing. So agreed. I thank love you it so much. I thank love you. it. Love it. Love it. So, what else would you like to share with the audience today? Life gets better. Uh, asking for help doesn't make you weak. It actually makes you strong. Knowing that something isn't right puts us on the path of wellness. We can be, I like to say, I was on Facebook the other day and someone had posted something about, um, you know, sexual abuse with, with minors and with children, especially within the family. And I said, you know what? I'm not concerning myself with the elders anymore. I'm concerning myself with the little ones. So often we keep quiet because we don't want to hurt our grandparents, our great grandparents, our parents, the reputation, the name, the legacy. Yeah. No more. No more. Let's live out loud, in freedom, in our truth. The truth will set you free. I tell my clients that all the time. The truth will set you free. It will hurt, but it will set you free. And the mm. freedom that I've received, the freedom that my clients have received is so much better. The pain that we had to go through to get free, to live the way I do now, out loud and authentic, I'll take that pain any day over the pain of lying and trying to look like I'm okay. There's no amount of makeup or perfume or 
expensive suit will make you look okay when you're not okay. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That is so powerful, Andrea. And wow, you said so many things that I know will help so many people out there because it's it's a conversation that, that needs to be had. And uh, thank you so much. This has been amazing. And I wish you all the best thank with you. your with your new identity, your new brand. <laughs> it's so exciting. Yes, very exciting. Very <laughs> exciting. Thank you for letting me share that here. Oh, awesome. Take care, Andrea. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. What an incredible woman Andrea is. And I love that she has the bravery to come on a podcast and share her story because it will help so many people who may have experienced um, some of the things that she talked about. And I hope that you are able to take something from what she said and apply it to your life so that you can own your truth and have that self-love that is so needed in today's world. So you can connect with Andrea at her website, which is www.andrea-mac.com. That will also be in the show notes. So I hope you have an amazing Valentine's Day. And as always, I hope that you and your family stay safe and healthy and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, happiness, and lots of self-love. Take care, everyone.